Hey, hey, friends, and welcome to World Domination. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, and you are in the perfect place to learn how to grow, how to become an even more amazing version of you, and to connect into a community of like-minded people who are all walking this path and aren't afraid to share the highs and the lows of chasing your dreams. I'm so glad you're here with us. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hey, hey, beautiful people. Monica Ferguson here, and welcome to the latest episode of World Domination. This week, this was such a cool little introduction that I got from the beautiful Anna Saxton, who has been on a couple of times. Her brother, Jared, I got to meet in Farah. What an absolute legend. Jared has a business called Master Your Method, and he works with people to really figure out what makes them special and unique, their hidden gifts and talents. And, and he believes that, you know, when we're living from that place, we're in alignment with who we truly are. And that's when we can create amazing things. So I got to talk with him about all of these things, about having the courage to follow your intuition and get really clear on your superpower and that you have one. So I'm sure you guys will get so much out of this conversation. I'm definitely going to have him back. So if you've got questions and feedback, send it through, guys. And I hope you enjoy. Well, that's intense. Continue. Yeah, it does that now. Who knew? I never heard her say that before. Yeah. So, Zoom lady. Yeah. She now like uh, <laughs> tells you uh, when you're recording, which can be awkward sometimes because like uh, sometimes like might be recording something for training purposes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, like people hear it and you're like, oh, look, look, it's, it's like just, just for like internal training purposes or something like that. Like if we want permission to like share something, we'll ask you beforehand. But yeah. yeah people on the spot or something, eh? I think it's like a legal thing. Yeah, it must be to stop you from recording without permission. Secretly mm. recording. But anyway, I'm keeping this as our intro because that was awesome. <laughs> hey, Jared, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, same. So my brain has been whirring for about 60 minutes. I mean, that's impressive, I know, but the last 60 minutes especially, because I feel like what you are going to share with us today is literally life-changing. Like it literally goes against everything we're conditioned to think, how we're trained to be, and it liberates people to actually have permission to be themselves and trust their own guidance. So I feel like I'll just pull up a seat and you can just talk for the next 45 minutes and just blow everyone's mind and I'll just listen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but I'd actually love to start off by hearing about how you even got into this world, why you were drawn to it in the first place. Sure. So I guess where, where I'm at now is that I... I truly believe that like everyone has like a unique ability or skill, like hands down. Right. And the reason why is because we all have a unique upbringing, right. And, and yeah. we have unique parents, unique sort of values, environments, different conditions that we're brought up in. No one's situation is the same. And because of that reason, we develop our own ways of navigating our unique worlds. And we develop some kind of subconscious skill. It's like the first thing that we ever learn how to do. And our, our brain is like geared for that thing. And uh, then we go to school and we learn certain ways of doing things. You know, we learn different subjects and then, you know, we might go to university or we go out and get a job and we're sort of trained and told to do things certain ways. But there's this kind of unique way of doing something that you have and it's kind of still there, but it's in the background. Yeah. And, and it's, it's something that if you fully harness, you will do so much better in, in your job or whatever it is you want to do. You'll do so much better because that's literally what your, your brain is geared to do. And we see this all the time, right? You can think of different skills you might be learning that don't align with you. And what I mean by that is you try to do it and it doesn't feel like you. Mm-hmm to do something a certain way and it just doesn't quite match and then you might find someone else who tells you to do something which is maybe better aligned with you you might learn from somebody who is more like you in terms of personality and characteristics yeah. and you think oh i'd like their way of doing things 
and, and it matches me a bit more. And the reason for that is because the more alignment we have between who we are and the, the skills that we're practicing, the better we're going to be, the better we're going to perform. And so with that in mind, the best case scenario would be to have a skill that 100% aligns with you. Mm. But there's a problem, which is it doesn't exist. <laughs> no way that there's, you know, there's no way that there's going to be a skill out there that's 100% designed for you, yeah. right? But some people have it. So uh, how do they get there, right? So we take Oprah Winfrey, for example, right? So, so uh, back before she was doing what she's doing now, she was doing news reporting and she was told to do uh, certain news reporting methods. And, you know, she's practicing this stuff and it's just not working for her. Like so much so to the point where she actually, uh, you know, lost her job. She was told that she couldn't, you know, quote unquote, sever her emotions from the story. And so, she, you know, she, she loses that job. And so what does she do? She goes off and she starts the Oprah Winfrey show. Now, massive success, obviously. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think like 2.5 billion or something. Yeah. And um, what's interesting is the very thing she got fired for, not being able to sever her emotions from the story, is the very thing that made her show so successful. Mm, and her yeah. show, her way of doing things, utilizes her talents and abilities, right? So it doesn't exist, right? Your method doesn't exist, but you can create it, right? And when you create it, you'll perform at your best. And yeah. so it's about reflecting inwards, identifying like subconsciously what you've been doing, uh, sort of looking at the past and then developing a skill or method that utilizes your best strengths. So that's kind of what I'm about. And the, the way I discovered that for me, I guess, was... Uh, when I was um, at school, I struggled to learn as, as well as other kids. And so it, it was kind of like a, a thing where I'd sort of get compared to other kids and I was sort of not seen as like not as valuable as them. Uh, and I guess as a like a defense mechanism, I, I tried to avoid being compared to them because I didn't want to be seen as like less valuable than them. So uh, what I did was I'd create my own assignments that were different because if, if it was different, I couldn't be compared, right? Yeah. So if I had, we had to write a story about what we do over the weekend, I'd just write a story about, you know, how I visited some aliens over the weekend. And then the teacher <laughs> might come back and say, you know, it has to be realistic. And so I'll just put, well, I had a dream that I visited some aliens. And so I was always trying to do things differently. <laughs> and this came from a limiting belief, right? Which I learned, which this limiting belief was, I can't do things as good as other people if I do it the same way as them. And so that's, that's by no means like a, a good thing because it becomes very hard when you can't learn from other people and everything you get into, you have to build from the ground up. Mm. Like I'd make, it was a struggle. Um, but one thing it did do was it got me very, very good at creating uh, new ways of doing things. And it sort of became a pattern. Uh, and I started to create different uh, methods and things like that. And uh, over time, uh, I got quite good at that until the point where uh, I created a way to identify what it was that I was doing, which was creating methods, which is kind of a little bit trippy, inception or whatever. But, uh, uh, but uh, when I did that, I realized that I could actually turn around and show other people how to create their own way of doing things as well. Uh, and so that's kind of what I'm... That's sort of what I've realized and it's sort of what I'm trying to encourage people to do now is to create their own way of doing things. Now, learning from others is great, obviously. Like we want to learn from others and I've worked on that limiting belief. Yeah. Obviously, I think it's a valuable thing to learn from other people. But typically we have like one skill, one thing that we want, we want to get really good at. And so this, this one thing, like it's kind of where the, uh, the phrase jack of all trades uh, master of none comes in yeah you know where you're trying to do um you're trying to do you know if you try and do too many things you're just going to be good at nothing all right 
And so we want to sort of focus on one thing. Um, but before that, there was another phrase, which was called uh, Jack of all trades, master of one, which meant that you had one thing that you were really, really good at. And then you had a whole lot of other skills that you learned, which made you independent or it like filled the gaps of your other skills. So what I believe is that our main skill, the thing that we want to be recognized and, and paid for and everything like that, that should be created by us. And the supporting skills are what we can learn from other people. Right, so we all have like a main skill that we create and that we bring into the world. Uh, and then we have yeah, these other things that we do. And obviously if we, anything else we don't want to learn, it'll just be like so far out of reach that we'll probably hire other people or when we look for those people in teams, right? But we kind of, those are kind of like the three layers. You're at your primary skill, which is what you want to get paid for. Your secondary skills makes you independent, supports your primary skill. And then you've got like the skills of others, which are just, you just don't want anything to do with them. You'd rather someone else do them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's good to learn from people. And that's kind of how you can kind of, I guess, view skills. So when I'm talking about creating your own way of doing things, I'm saying like, this is the main thing you're going to contribute to the world. Yeah. Just casually. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I wrote this down cause you kind of, you said this really quickly and I think this is really profound. Mm -hmm. If we are different, we can't be compared. Like yes. I have ghost bumps. Um, as a mindset coach, right, this is the number one thing that my clients struggle with is comparing themselves to everyone else, feeling not as good as someone else. But it's like the moment we can actually recognize that our differences are what make us amazing. We literally can't compare ourselves to everyone else, but mm. it's the cultural conditioning, isn't it? We are taught mm. to fit in this box, to be like everyone else. Everyone else knows. No, I, it's this is so awesome. And it is so. it sounds as well like, so much of it is to do with trusting your own intuition as well. Yes. Yeah. When, we, when we start learning, it's when we start learning at school and when we start going to jobs and we get training or we go to university, there's this kind of this underlying assumption, right? That, that is built on everything, which is that um, people can't figure it out themselves. That's kind of the, the, the <laughs> actions and the, the ways that we do things. Yeah. It kind of implies that, but it's actually not true. You know, you find that, that people are very, very smart. And I've learned so much from my own clients when we're diving in. And it's amazing when you just sit with someone, you ask them the right questions, how much you can actually learn from them. Uh, yeah. For example, um, one of my clients, uh, Amy, she is uh, probably, she does the most, uh, I would say like she does the most um, uh, she has the most she has the scariest goals she goes on these big bold adventures that <laughs> a lot of people would be uh, quite afraid to go on even some of the most confident people I know probably couldn't do what she does Yeah, but uh, she's not necessarily the most confident person what she does is she uses what she calls 10 seconds of courage to trap herself to make an irreversible commitment into what it is she wants to do, right? Whether that's like booking a plane ticket or something like that. And she hasn't figured anything out. She hasn't planned anything out. The first thing she does is she locks herself in. She traps herself into moving forward and she finds a way to do that. And then what she does once that's happened, Boom, she gets this adrenaline rush, right? This feels good. And she called, she called that buzzy mode, right? And so, yeah. and so <laughs> uh, this gives her the confidence and the, the, which gives her the confidence to make more goals, right? To come up with more things, more commitments to trap herself into. And so, you know, she's traveling around Europe right now. She's been paid to write. She's doing all this great stuff. And, uh, one of the coolest things about her ability or what she does is she imagines journeys like new adventures that are more rewarding than the goals themselves. And she goes off yeah. on those. And so there's this immediate uh, success because 
her goal is the journey. Yeah, and love the that. result of that it doesn't matter. So she's she and, and she got that with like a lot of the things she learned from sports psychology and stuff as well. So I mean that's 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 one person. Like an, another uh, person I've been helping, uh, Alistair. Um, he has the ability to learn things uh, very very quickly, and so he can break down skills into their different components. And what he does is, I guess he understands the single most important thing for someone to learn at each given moment. And what most people do is they try and learn everything at once. Yeah. But at each level that you progress through, there is usually one thing, which if you learn that will give you more results than the other things. And so you can just focus on that thing. And like one of the things he said as just like a general tip was sort of like ask the question, what was the first thing that I did wrong or got wrong? Like where, where was that? And just focus on that and focus on anything else because you fix that and then there'll be something else. And then, you, so he gets to a really uh, high level uh, very quickly in, in everything that he's learned. And, and I've seen him do that with, with chess um, and, and with, with poker and things like that as well, even with things like sales and stuff too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another guy um, who's kind of going through this at the moment, Luke, like he's uh, really good at uh, leadership. And one of the things that I've noticed from him was a lot of people, when they study leadership, they, they try to just, they only study leadership, but there are so many, things that it rests on like so yeah. you want to be able to sort of carry out tasks and do jobs and ensure that everything's going to run smoothly and you need to be putting in the work yourself and communicating that work and not ask people to do things that you wouldn't do and also connecting with people at the same time and it's it's all of that together which allows him to to lead people and to be trusted with certain things yeah. And so I think a lot of pe a lot of leaders they kind of only study leadership and they just assume that they can tell people what to do and maybe they can because they just have that authority but it's more like just compliance yeah. um, whereas with him it's like you know people are like sort of inspired and they are willing to listen to him you know regardless of sort of where he's at so everyone has something that's uniquely different to them like the what I guess caused Amy to, I guess, be able to trap herself into certain situations was one day she was, when she was like very young, uh, she was at the beach with her cousin and, and a couple of other people. And there was a, a lady who was kind of just riding on this horse and she came up to them and said, oh, do you guys want to have a ride? And the cousin sort of jumped on and Amy was a little bit scared at the time. And so uh, she, didn't, she didn't go on the horse but she really did love horses. And I think on the way back that uh, there was something mentioned like, oh, you know, if you really did love horses, you would have gone on it. And so she, I think at that point, realized that she needed to have this belief, like if you truly love something, you'd do it. So she found a way to trap herself into those situations and that sort of became a pattern. So it's, everyone has something like that. You know, everyone has sort of like a unique situation. And when we talk about the subconscious mind, we typically see it in like a, see it in a bad way. It's like, here's your, you know, limiting beliefs or things holding you back. Yeah. But there's also a lot of gold in there, right? There's also yeah. a lot of amazing things that, and, and you have a lot of like intuition in certain areas. And so digging that out is, all, is, is equally as valuable as, as removing or taking out the trash as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, these tech issues are fun today. No one else will know. See, we're doing so well. Um, <laughs> said I just outed us, but that's all good. Um, yeah. So, okay. This is so interesting. What about the people that say, Oh, I don't have any skills. I'm not good at anything. Mm. Where do you begin? Right. Cause just before you answer that again, this is something that I come up against all the time with people. And I think I'm sure this whole tall poppy thing is a big thing everywhere, but especially in New Zealand, right? The, mm. the resistance that people have over wanting to acknowledge and celebrate their strengths 
is massive. I literally make people sweat when I put them on the spot. Like they go red and they freak out and they look for the exits. So, because that's part of it, right? In order for us to actually figure out what makes us unique and awesome, we have to be able to sit down and say, this is what I do really well. These are my skills. These are the patterns that I've observed over years. Like, so what do you do with that? And people go, oh, I'm not good at anything. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's typically like a, a more of a mindset thing. Now, yeah. the way that, that I do it is it's like you've got to break down the, the areas of your life and identify your probably more your informal achievements. Like formal yeah. achievements... I don't know, pay rises, certificates, awards, trophies, whatever it is, they're great, but it's usually the things, the informal stuff that we care about the most, whether yeah. it's like committed to something for an extended period of time or you overcame something. Uh, one person that comes to mind uh, for me actually is actually a friend who uh, I guess maybe felt like he was held back uh, because of his depression and stuff. And so, um, you know, he didn't seem like he'd done much, but I think uh, when we broke things down, it was like, um, you know, sort of like there's a lot that he had overcome. And so uh, he had sort of an ability to help other people a lot through depression. And so that became his greatest asset. So there's certain things that... um, while it may, might not look like you've achieved much, uh, even like uh, certain hardships and things like that can be very, um, can, can create something of value. You know, if you go through something difficult, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely something that can be very valuable with, with others. And he's helping people uh, with that now. He's actually, yeah, helping mm. uh, men with depression and things like that. Um, so look, if, I think for people, if they don't feel like they have something, um, they definitely need to sort of change their mindset around that and, and maybe try and try and search for that. If they feel like they haven't gotten or achieved much in life, maybe they've actually not necessarily achieved much, but overcome something difficult. And that's extremely valuable as well, because, you know, if, if they get through that and they can help other people with that, that's, and that's something you're going to feel one personally connected to. You've gone through it. You've had a lot of experience with that and you can help get people out of that. That could be your vocation, you know, something that you get paid for and something that you feel personally connected to. Uh, And that's, that's the reason why, by the way, why I'm trying to help people uncover their skills and talents because you know, they can, they can turn that into a business or they can write a book on it. You know, they, it can become uh, something. Mm. Something else as well that I'm hearing through all of this is how awesome, it's so against the grain, right? It's like the unlearning. There's a chapter I'm writing in my book called The Unlearning, and this is part of it. We're taught that you need a degree, you need this much experience in this job, and then you work your way up. But all of those things, like, um, like you say, you know, Oprah, her heart on sleeve thing is what literally made her a billionaire. Someone else didn't dig it though. But um, like, you know, Disney, for example, I think he was fired for having no imagination at his job. (laughs) Can you imagine if you were that guy? (laughs) When you think about it, it happens a lot. Yeah. see With so many celebrities and people that we know quite well, but probably a lot of people that we even don't, you know, like just other other people who they try someone else's way, it doesn't work. It's only when that gets rejected that they start doing things their way because mm. right? there's no other option. But, but you don't have to wait until there's no other option. You just start creating your own way. Yeah. And a lot of people think that they need to be like sort of, I guess, truly uh, great at what they do before, or like have more experience before they create their own way. But there's, there's, I guess not only evidence to suggest that's wrong, but that it can even be worse. Yeah. Like uh, Sarah Blakely. Do you know Sarah Blakely? Spanx, of course. Yeah. Spanx, right? <laughs> Spanx, right? So, you know, she didn't know anything about business. She had no formal business education and she didn't even know anything about the fashion industry, right? Yeah. And, you know, so what does she do? She goes off and she contacts these quite prominent people 
the national industry. Others thought you had to go all these rigorous processes to contact. And, you know, massive success, right? I think, yeah, she's a, definitely a billionaire. Yeah. And, uh, and one of the things she said is, you know, don't be intimidated by what you don't know. It can be your strength and ensure you do things differently to anyone else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like another similar example, um, Orson Welles is said to be one of the greatest film directors of all time. Mm-hmm. All of the cinematography techniques and camera angles we see, we can attribute to him. And, uh, you know, when asked what gave him the confidence to try these different camera angles and things, he said, ignorance, sheer ignorance. Yeah. I thought you could do anything with a camera that the eye or that the imagination could do. It's only when you know something about a profession that you become timid or careful. Oh, so good. Right? And yeah. so I think that, you know, we need to, that we need to start looking at applying our own intuition and getting results through that. And it's learning from others again, it's great. I'm not against that, but we need to, we need to create our own things and let results decide whether it's good or not, rather than other people. Yeah. 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 And so we think, right, we think we need to be truly great at something before we create our own way. We've got it the wrong way around, right? It's not until we create our own way of doing things that we're going to be truly great at what we do because we have that alignment. You know, that's what we talked at the very start, that yeah. 100% alignment. You have a skill that's specifically designed for you. Yeah, yeah. This is so good. And so much of it is mindset, isn't it? That's the thing. It's the way that we receive quote unquote rejection or criticism. It's not, it's just, that wasn't the right path. That's all it is. And one of the things I loved about um, Sarah Blakely was that she talked about when she was a kid and she used to come home from school every day and her dad would say, what did you fail at today? And if if she didn't have something good, he would be disappointed. So she had no issue with failure. It was just, it's feedback, right? But so often what happens is we get rejected from a job, quote unquote, rejected. And we go, it's because I'm not good enough. And then we let that in and we feel like unworthy and untalented when actually it's, all it is is redirection. It's like, these aren't just fluffy quotes we put on Instagram. Like it is redirection, not rejection. (laughs) Like, yeah, but the mind mindset thing is oh this is so good yeah my mindset is probably about 95 percent of yeah. Yeah, anything to do with results yeah it's so important um and we can look at it like this right uh let's say there's a certain situation you're uncomfortable in <laughs> right now that situation whatever it is could be applying for a job you're talking on a podcast it could be um are you uncomfortable right now <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm pretty good i'm pretty good <laughs> It was something that popped to mind, though. I wonder what this is going to be like. And then uh, it could be anything, right? Any sort of situation you feel uncomfortable with, right? That causes an emotion. And that emotion causes you to behave differently. Emotions cause behaviors. If you're not feeling good, you're going to speak differently, right? You're going to behave and act differently. It's subtle, right? Like micro expressions and people pick up on it. And that changes the responses you get from people and it changes your results. Your behaviors change your results. Yeah. So emotions cause behaviors and behaviors cause results. Mm-hmm. This is all we kind of know. It's kind of, this is all conscious, right? There's an event, there's an emotion we're feeling, we're acting this way, it might be a little bit off, we're not quite feeling confident and, and it's changing the results we're getting. And it's because there's a belief around that right there's a belief that uh you're not good enough in some way and that's caused by like a by like past events so uh this is kind of like what we call like an srp process it's something that i sort of um developed um with the the guy i was talking about earlier who sort of had that depression and and went through that stuff Mm. and so all you need to do is, is just sort of asking a, a couple of, of simple questions and you'll see that it's a cycle. So let's say that, uh, let's take uh, applying for a job, for example. You apply for a job and, uh, uh, okay, so you're applying for a job and you feel nervous and you don't feel quite right. And so 
that emotion causes you to lose access to certain words, right? And you can't say anything you want to say. Yeah. Uh, and you come across as maybe a little bit stifled, a little bit nervous. And the result of that is that the interviewer sees you perhaps as someone who um, isn't going to take initiative, might be afraid to call someone up or get something done. And they kind of, and this might not be a conscious thought, but they kind of might unconsciously be thinking that. And then so they, so they kind of filter you out of that, that process, right? And so it's this kind of um, self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, let's say in the past, you uh, uh, usually, usually limiting or negative beliefs are caused by a well-meaning thing you tried to do in the past and a negative experience. Yeah. Then you learn something that's bad, right? So it could be something like um, I, I raised my voice because I had a really good answer in class and then the, the teacher told me off for being too loud. And so then I, then I believe that um, it, it creates a belief around uh, I, I shouldn't uh, voice my opinions too confidently or something like that, yeah. right? Or, or, or a well-meaning thing could be, um, let's say, like, let's say like so, I'm, so I'm guessing like a lot of your audience are like women. Yeah. Um, and so let's say that um, well-meaning thing you did in the past, I opened up to some guy and then he... Uh, rejected me or betrayed me in some way. Therefore, um, you know, I learned that I shouldn't open up to people, right? And so it's, it's a well-meaning thing you did in the past and a, and a negative result mm. causes a, a limiting belief. And so these limiting beliefs now, let's say, let's just change the, 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 the dating stuff. Now, let's say this, this, this woman is, is trying to, um, meeting another guy. If she meets another guy, it's the, the new situation but she believes that she, like it's a bad thing to open up, mm. then she might get nervous or distance and things like that, all right? And then that's going to result in um, like lack, lack of, of connection, let's yeah. just say, or inability to connect. And then the result of that is maybe like, a, uh, like not a healthy sort of uh, relationship or connection or, or nothing kind of grows from that. And then it will reinforce that belief. The results reinforce your beliefs. So what started as a past event that created a belief then, then causes a result that reinforces the belief. It's kind of hard to explain in words, but usually we get <laughs> out. Yeah. Uh, yeah and yeah. When, when they understand that, once they see it's a cycle, it kind of creates distance from them and the, and the belief. And they start to, they start to kind of um, disassociate it with it. So now when they experience that feeling, it's like, oh, there's that pattern again. Hmm. You know, you create a crack in it and it starts to kind of crumble. Uh, and it's the same when people are trying to learn their own skills and abilities, right? Like, like they think, oh, you know, I can't speak highly of myself or something like that. That's something that I'm kind of, I guess, uh, I might run into problems with uh, eventually when um, if I'm saying, look, this is my ability and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not saying that I'm definitely, I'm definitely not better than anyone else. Um, uh, everyone has something like that. You know, everyone has uh, something that they can that they can use to to help people. Yeah. Okay. How do we know what that is? <laughs> hmm. So I don't know what it is. It's you. You need to, I guess, write down a whole lot of things. A whole, just a whole lot of things that you're you're proud about, that you're happy that you've achieved. And you can write them all down and it should be a big list and it should cover your current jobs, your past jobs. It should cover sports, time with family. Write them all down and you just write a bunch of achievements that sort of like very happy with. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, like I used to do rowing and so a formal achievement for me was, well, I got, I got a gold medal at North Island champs. I got a silver, silver medal at the, um, the, the Marty cup, New Zealand secondary school champs. Uh, that, that's a formal achievement and it's good. It's good. But there's a, there's an achievement. There's an informal achievement that I feel more proud of, which was that from starting rowing, 
Uh, I, I was the only one who consistently went from the start of rowing right through to the end. All the other, yeah. all, all the other guys that got into it, they either they either dropped out eventually or they came in. Now I wasn't the I wasn't the the strongest guy at all, at all. Like not the strongest guy rowing, but I I, I just I stuck with it like long enough, and so like that taught me like uh, so much in terms of um, in terms of success like sticking with something even if you're not the best because sometimes the best people they'll even drop out yeah you know and that's what happened I mean these guys were much stronger than me they they would have got like lots of needles but they did it like you know and and in saying that they went off and they probably did other things that were you know more suited to them yeah. but you know rowing was my thing and I went out there and, and did that um, so you want to look at those kind of achievements when you're finding, uh, you know, these these deeply personal things. You want to write out all of those. And you'll get a list of them. And what you'll notice is that when you start writing these things down, you'll start noticing there's like a pattern, that there's something similar across some of them. Not all of them, just some of them. Yeah. And it might be something to do with connecting with people. Or, like for example, with Amy's ones, we sort of thought, well, you've got all of these achievements, but actually that's about confidence and that's about confidence and that's about confidence and that's about confidence. And so, okay, there's something there. There's something consistent, right? Uh, with Alistair, it was all about learning, right? Mm. Uh, uh, and, like, I guess, say, with Luke's ones, his were more like... Um, maybe didn't seem like much at the time because it was like, you know, I've got a family that likes me or, you know, it's a, a brother looks up to me and he kind of thought, oh, these achievements sort of thing. But when we really looked at it, it was like, well, you've got a way of actually um, get, gaining a lot of trust and really connecting with people. And, and it was like the basis of like leadership. So um, there's, there'll always be a pattern in there. Like mine was creativity. Like the things that I was most proudest, most proud of, were the things that I created and came up with. You know, I came up with this idea, that idea. You know. So that's what you kind of want to. That's what you want to look for. Yeah. And, and by the way, this is also your life purpose. Like your life purpose is to use this ability to help people. Mm. That's so good. You got my head going now. Um, I was just like, straight off the bat, I was thinking back to childhood to now. What Just straight off the top of my head, the first thing that came through was empowering people has always been my thing. Mm -hmm. But then the thing that I'm most proud of is are the things that I have healed. It's resilience. That's what I'm most proud of. Mm -hmm. So it's like to do with empowering people and resilience, <laughs> which makes sense with my story because that's what I use to like help people. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. I know what I'll be doing tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's like some kind of a, like like an emotional sort of fortitude sort of thing. Like a yeah, that's really cool. Interesting. Emotional fortitude. That that sounds like the name of a book. Mm. You should write that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so she, uh, a, a, another guy I was helping recently, and this is how specific things can get. He kind of wrote his achievements down and, and was sort of like, okay, well, uh, you know, what is it that you think you see across all of these achievements? And he wasn't really like sort of too sure. And so we started identifying this thing of like growth, you know, and we're like growth. Okay. And he's kind of like, well, that's not very like, specific so what's you know like unique <laughs> to me um so i was like okay right so hang on a second let's let's look in a bit more like get more specific with your with your achievements like write them down more specifically than just growth and so you sort of wrote them down and we compared them all together and we realized he has the ability to uh recognize when he's not growing anymore and to place himself into higher pressure situations where he can grow faster. So he's looking yeah. for those points. And so that is potentially something that could become like a book for him, or he might look at getting into personal development, you know, self-development, uh, helping people to 
find opportunities that will allow them to grow uh, at, at the sort of the highest rate. Mm. Like what opportunities are around that will yeah, allow you to do that? Yeah. So they, they, get, they get quite specific. I mean, we map this all out with the process. So I've got a lot of experience in uh, business process documentation. Yeah. Uh, and so, and, and I guess sort of like uh, problem solving and critical thinking. Um, and so I map people's abilities out like I would be mapping out a business process. So with the flow diagrams and everything. So we kind of look at, so it goes far beyond just sort of generically what your strength is. And then what we do is we sort of uh, create, I guess, templates from that, which allow people to start practicing their skill daily. Because mm. what you'll find is that people, it's a subconscious gift they have, but they're not using all of it 100% of the time. They're sort yeah. of using it here and there. And because they don't know what it is, they're sort of trying to do like a, a bunch of different things. And their skill, like the thing they're really good at, that's sort of like not fully utilizing. And so bringing awareness to that allows you to get rid of everything else, forget about that, and focus on, on this and using it at 100%. Hmm. And, and you'll be amazed at how effective you can be. Like this is, this is like you get to like a level of genius at the stuff you're doing. Yeah, yeah. It sounds too like what is really needed is to give ourselves full permission to do it. Like no one else is going to swoop in and say, yeah, you're good enough to do this. We have to, we have to just actually acknowledge. And I guess by the time you you'd gone through that process, you're looking at all these things that you've achieved and these things that you're really proud of, you would be thinking, huh, I'm actually quite awesome. <laughs> I, of course I can do this. Of course these things are going to benefit others. And of course I can, but it, it is that leap of faith, isn't it? Where you really have to, like back yourself um, and because you're not following a process by someone else that you know works. So you've got to trust your gut, trust your intuition, trust your abilities and truly believe in your ability to just go for it. <laughs> mm. Definitely. Definitely. And that's, that's the thing with creativity. Like uh, when you're creating something, uh, you've got to think with your hands, right? Mm. Like, don't be planning it out in advance. Like you've just got to put it down uh, just on paper, whatever it is. And for me, like when I was first working out my, my skill, my talent, I had to find out two things. It was like, how do I, how do I note down what I'm doing so that I can, show other people how to do that. And also what's, what's my talent, what's my skill. So there were sort of like two separate things there. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, my, I guess my sort of way of creating things uh, is, is quite interesting. Like I'm sort of, I'm very like non-judgmental, um, which has been a massive advantage when it comes to creativity because like I can just think about, whatever I want to, like my mind's not judging any thoughts that are coming out. And yeah. so I can write down stuff and it doesn't care like how inexperienced I am or anything. It's just, I can write stuff down, get it all out. Uh, and so I was able to kind of um, come up with things. And it was like, in a way, I guess, like I couldn't get it right the first time, but every time I tried to map something out, I would get like 20% of it and then I'd try again and then I'd get like another 20%. But then when I sort of combine those two, then I got 40%. Yeah. And so I started to, to identify exactly how I was doing things that way. Yeah. 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 But honestly, I just see it now. Like everyone has a superpower, but they don't know. And so this process is basically just helping them find that superpower so they can start using it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it totally makes sense. And it just, what strikes me as crazy is how, uh, how much weight we put on the formal things, you know, like 
degrees that mean honestly people can sleep through degrees and still pass let's be real no shade to anyone that has a degree but I did not do well at university for the same reason you were talking about before I didn't want to I wanted to have my own opinions I wanted to think for myself I didn't want to have to quote someone else's thoughts you know like I wanted to I'm more of a visionary like I you know I like to think out there not in the past um but just how crazy it is that yeah, the, the the things that we overcome in our lives, like your friend with depression and stuff, that is so much greater. And like to have the courage to share it with someone mm. is is so much greater than a degree. That's so much more impressive and more impactful and more powerful. And yeah, it's just, it, I feel like society needs to catch up now that we're not meant to be the same. None of us are meant to be the same. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we, we can see it. Like everyone has different fingerprints, you know, like different faces. And then we just assume that everyone is going to have like a, there's just a standard subset of skills and that's all there is. Like, no way. The yeah. amount of skills and abilities that people have are infinite. Yeah. Literally like they no two people will do something the exact same and have the exact same passion or the exact same thing. Um, so getting clear on what that is will allow you to bring something unique into the world, like your, your own skill that you can bring into the world. And it's like if you continue to learn from others, we're just going to continue to sort of have the same world that we have now. Like it's not going to, nothing's going to change, right, if we just keep learning from other people. So yeah. When you want to bring something unique and valuable into the world, you know, that other people can, can use to better their own lives and things like that, um, that's what's going to make the world like a better place. Mm. Yeah. Love that. Okay. I have one more question for you and then we're going to wrap up. Almost on time. Way to go, Mon. Way to go. Um, so my question for you is, if you could go back to, you know, Jared in the classroom who was struggling to keep up with the other kids, what would you say to him? Hmm. <laughs> On the spot, I know. <laughs> hey, what would I say? I would say, I would say. <laughs> Looks like those kids over there are doing pretty well. <laughs> and I'll just give them a bit more of a push to, to look, I, I, I would, I, no, I would, I would tell them, I would tell them, um, you know, keep doing, keep doing what you're doing. Like I, I, I am just so happy with how everything's panned out. Um, yeah. To somehow alter or, or change if it wasn't for things that had happened, uh, I wouldn't be, you know, sharing, be able to share this podcast with you and things like that. So mm. it would just be to, to keep going, just keep doing what you're doing. It's fun. Make up your own things, do it weird. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. Because that, that's at the end of the day, isn't it? everything worked out the way it worked out so that we're sitting here right now. And if we believe we have a bigger impact in the world and we're here to do things and make change, then if these things hadn't have happened, then we would be totally different people. And I remember, um, oh, cause I spent many years healing from a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the thick of it one day, my coach, cause I was just off on a rant, I was bitter and angry and, you know, better out than in from time to time. And I was like, oh, why can't I just be one of those like nine to five people and that just have like this and this and the house and, you know, the checklist kind of life. And she just looked at me and almost started to laugh because mm -hmm. firstly, that has never resonated with me, that life, like since I was a little kid. But she said, if like if you'd had the, um, you know, the upbringing that you want right now, you wouldn't be this person. Like you would, you wouldn't care about other people. You would, it was like, we learn how to cultivate empathy through being in these situations, right? Like mm. you go through depression and you totally can offer an understanding to other people that you couldn't have before. Um, or you go through grief or you go through these struggles and it totally deepens you. Um, mm. Which is why I think this is so cool, your process that it really, 
gets us to acknowledge all of these strengths that it takes so much more courage to work through depression than a degree you know to to pull yourself back up and to these are the i love this i think this is so cool (laughs) no that that's that's amazing that is amazing I, i i totally agree with that that you know getting through something like depression or you know going through some hardship Hmm. um and and not everyone goes through hardships but like you know if if you have that becomes a great source of of value like when you you can give that back yeah um you know that's yeah and again it's something that you'll feel connected to and something that you can uh you can get paid for and it, it will allow you to have a greater impact you know if you can get paid to do something then you can have a greater impact because you can really focus on it. Mm. And, um, you know, that's what I want to help people to do as well, to sort of bring out their gifts and help them to, you know, start a business on it or to find a business that aligns with that strength and to just use that at 100%. Because that's, again, that's the impact. Everyone wants to have like an an impact on the world. Mm. And it's not until we access that gift that we're going to have the greatest impact you know, it's that 100% alignment with who you are. Yeah. That is just, it's, it's powerful. It's the most powerful thing you could do. So identify yeah. your strength. Yeah. Oh, so good. So, so good. Okay. Let's wrap it up there. Um, I definitely could have you come back because this is honestly something we could probably talk about for days. Um, but I'm so grateful for your time. Thank you for being here and sharing your wisdom. Yeah. Likewise. It's always good to be on. <laughs> actually really enjoyable i kind of um <laughs> see it's not that bad <laughs> on a podcast in a while so right yeah yeah okay cool all right well thanks thanks so much for listening guys i hope you enjoyed it i would love to hear your aha moments please share on your stories and tag me so i can celebrate with you And be sure to connect with me online. I'm on Instagram at mon3.0 and find me on YouTube by searching Monica Ferguson. Have an amazing week and remember that you are so inherently worthy. You are so loved and you belong. All my love, guys. See you soon.